Hello, and welcome to Out of My Mind in Costa Rica, where we talk about all things related to post-traumatic stress and complex post-traumatic stress, which means the content in this podcast can be graphic. And if you suffer from PTSD or complex PTSD, keep in mind you could become triggered. Should that happen, stop the podcast and take care of yourself. If you want, you can always come back later. I'm the guinea pig here, and it is my life I examine on Out of My Mind in Costa Rica. It is my hope that my trials and tribulations, successes and failures, will somehow compel you to examine your life and discover your gifts. Socrates said, a life unexamined is a life not worth living. This is a call to action for all of us. As a clinical social worker for more than 25 years, this was my trade, my vocation, and from personal experience, I can tell you, without a doubt, that what you don't know can hurt you. My entire life, I've been compelled to support and encourage people to grow, to boldly look within and courageously examine their lives. Shine your light onto those dark spaces, and the solutions you seek will reveal themselves. Now, please, have a seat, relax, and listen to Out of My Mind in Costa Rica. Hello, and welcome to Out of My Mind in Costa Rica, Living with Complex Post-Traumatic Stress. I'm your host, Ray Erickson. On May 5th, I received my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. And in Costa Rica, there is virtually no pushback to getting vaccinated. People here are thrilled to receive the vaccine and are willing to wait in long lines for hours just to get theirs. This is a far cry from what I've been reading about in the U.S. It's clear to me that America has a problem, an ignorance problem. Way too many people are confusing constitutional rights with their social contract to function in a way that enhances the culture at large. There is no other place on earth like the United States of America, and I am proud to be an American, even though I no longer live there. We are better than this. I have always been passionate about social justice and helping people work together to overcome the differences. This is one of the drives that drew me into social work in the first place. Social work helped me to become all that I could be after I nearly destroyed my life in an alcohol and drug-induced stupor, in futile efforts to stop the pain and what I would learn many years later to be complex post-traumatic stress. I'm much better now, and that was over 30 years ago, and I have grown up quite a bit since then. Last week I talked about feeling better in a more consistent way. I noticed my output has improved along with my mood. This is excellent news. And one of the reasons for this improvement appears to be the medication I'm taking, Phloxetine, or what is better known as Prozac. The improvement continues as evidenced by my interest in taking care of my habitat. I started cleaning house this week. I know that may seem like a small thing, but for me, it's huge. It's huge because, in the first place, I hate cleaning house. No, I, I really mean it. I hate cleaning house. So much so that I hired a Tika to come in and clean the place every other week. But she recently had surgery and is recovering. In the meantime, 
Something had to be done. And to be honest with you, it took me several days to clean my small 600-square-foot house. Yeah, I like to spread the pain over several days. I know I'm drifting away from my topic today, but that's okay. I'll get back to COVID in a bit. You may be wondering why it takes me three days to clean a 600-square-foot house, right? Well, first of all, I hate cleaning house, but I'm not a slob or anything like that. I make my bed in the morning, I do the dishes most of the time, and I keep my kitchen relatively clean. I like a clean bowl, and I don't like a dirty shower. Therefore, I'm not completely lackey when it comes to housekeeping. It's mainly sweeping and mopping floors and dusting that I abhor. I keep a tidy house. It's just dusty and fuzzy. Everywhere I looked, I saw dust and cat hair. Something needed to be done. Now, when I clean, it's a deep clean from top to bottom and beyond. Spick and span, slick as a whistle. This takes time. Plus, I get bored quickly and I'm easily distracted. This also takes time. For instance, I'm in the bedroom cleaning away. I find something that belongs in the kitchen. Since my main rule is do it while I'm thinking about it, I stop what I'm doing in the bedroom and I take the item into the kitchen where I notice something else needs to be cleaned. I begin to work in the kitchen. I just don't do this when I'm cleaning. I do it every time I've moved, packing and unpacking. I do this when I read books. Hell, I'm reading three books right now. When I get tired of reading one book, I pick up another. And I read that one for a while until I'm tired of reading that one. And so on. You know how it goes. Eventually, I do finish the books. But <laughs> who knows when that will happen. Is this making any sense? This is why it takes me so long to do things. It doesn't surprise me. This has been going on all my life. I don't think it's because of complex post-traumatic stress. I believe it's more like an attention deficit thing. Well, regardless, it seems to be my natural way. It doesn't bother me, but it can be and has been a little crazy-making for people I've been involved with. They don't understand it, and I can't explain it. It just is. What does this have to do with COVID-19? Eh, not much. But if you're a regular listener, you may have noticed a tendency for me to drift away from the focus of the day. Sometimes the wheels come completely off the cart and I change subjects completely. Okay, wait a minute. Back to COVID-19. I am now fully vaccinated. What does that mean at a time when COVID cases are skyrocketing around the world? It feels good knowing I have a 94% resistance to this terrifying virus. It feels good that I live in a very conscientious culture and there's strong support for the vaccination program. This is comforting. This pandemic is the craziest thing I've ever lived through. But it's also been really painful. But I have grown exactly to the same proportions of the pain. Just when you think humans could be turning the tide on COVID, cases are surpassing the all-time highs, and now there are deadly new mutations that could outsmart the virus. Another outcome of ignorance and selfishness. Hey, everybody, haven't you noticed the world is in an awfully bad place at the moment, and we are not even close to beating this pandemic back? 
Oh, sure, wealthy countries are taking care of their own. But there are also billions of people who are not as fortunate as Americans and Europeans. Also, the infections are hitting a different population, the young. Although less of them are dying, there are more of them getting ill. This is a problem. Then there are those QAnoners and other right-wing nuts screaming at the top of their lungs that the pandemic was planned and thrust into the vulnerable public by evil forces that are beyond our understanding. What a bunch of malarkey. I know it's important to be open-minded, but come on. Baby eating? Microchips in the vaccine? Please, give me a break. Now, I worked for many years in the sex offender treatment field where, where all kinds of weird and unbelievable experiences were described, including cult and satanic worship that included human sacrifice. I'm not naive enough to believe that these activities do not exist. All you have to do is look at the cult within the Catholic Church and the systemic sexual abuse of children at all levels in their organization. Don't get me started on all the loony bins that exist out there. These loony bins have been around since man first appeared. We are a weird bunch, that is for certain. Humans are the smartest and the dumbest beings to ever evolve on this gem of a planet. We are fucking amazing when we fly helicopters on Mars, or we save a newborn with a heart transplant, or when we build these crazy amazing structures. Humans are the bomb when it comes to technology and technological advancement, but we have hit a wall with COVID and herd immunity. I don't know. I'm just some guy expressing my opinion, and you know what opinions are like. Where is our compassion? Where is the love that everyone says is all we need? Where is our humanity? When you look at how the world is shaping up, it appears as though we've all gone mad. In the United States, the most diverse nation in the world, Americans are locked into the dueling forces of completely opposite worlds. We may be witnessing the death of a republic, the death of the two-party system, and the death of the brightest light for the survival of mankind. We have fallen into a pit of misinformation, mistrust, and misunderstanding. We have stopped listening to our hearts. And we, as in we the people, are the soul of this great country. America is becoming a caricature of itself. The land of the free and the home of the brave has become the land of the freaks and the home of the barbarians. What has happened to my beloved country? What has become of my world? Is it being run by a gaggle of toddlers? Look into any daycare center and you will see amongst the children the next Trump, the next Putin, the next generation of chaos. They are all there waiting to take their turns at bat. Are we going to let this happen? Or are we going to turn away from the greed and the narcissism that is clutching at power and authoritarianism? Or are we going to usher in a gentle kinder wave of compassion that overwhelms the current regimes with a tidal wave of love. Let's hope so, but I'm not holding my breath. I'm leaning towards more hunkering down as opposed to more reaching out. 
Not that I don't have trust in humanity, I do. And if we can escape the fear that has put us into this predicament, then we can beat them at their own game. We can regain control of the resources and create infrastructures that facilitate the feeding and nurturing of humanity and the environment. Damn, we are living in interesting times. I can't wait to see what happens. Meanwhile, there is COVID-19, ever-present and ever-menacing. Why do so many people see this pandemic as unreal, as fake? Is it possible for a cult to have 74 million hypnotized by the shiny objects of one fat man's fingers? Is the earthquake that is driving us further and further apart taking us to the point where there can be no reconciliation? Are we that mad of a species that we choose to point fingers at each other rather than look the devil in the eye? Are we so afraid of each other that we will destroy the very civilization that led us to where we are right now? I don't know. Maybe we should let it all spin out of control. Maybe we ought to let the wheels come off the cart and see what happens. Do we have the stomach for that? Can we accept the millions, if not billions, of lost lives and lost hope that would follow such a cultural calamity? Both sides cannot be right. But maybe both sides are wrong. Maybe there is another way, a third way, a way humanity can ride out the storm and dig itself out of the rubble. We don't think about alternatives when we get to the point where life loses its color and becomes black or white, all or nothing, up or down. Everyone knows if we continue down this path, we are doomed. There is not much argument about that. At this moment, governments around the world have the ability to annihilate all life on Earth. And if the Armageddon clock is an indicator of our current state, then we are dangerously close to the precipice where we chuck it all over the cliff, come hell or high water. And it could be both hell and high water. Me? I'm sitting rather good. I'm in a position to ride out the apocalypse. But that doesn't mean I would not be impacted. Hell no. COVID is impacting everyone and everything on this beautiful blue rock. I may be safe from the virus, but most of the world's population is still at risk. How many people are you willing to sacrifice for your own safety, your own security, your own salvation? What are you willing to do to turn the tide, to beat the warring hordes, to reach out in the name of love and reassure someone who has become overwhelmed with fear that they fail to see the bigger picture? I think that's enough for today. I don't know about you. I feel better. How are you feeling? Um, That was my rant on COVID-19. In some ways, the pandemic has benefited me. I was slowly going crazy in 2020, and shit hit the fan way too many times with me and my wife. I needed to step back. So here I am, sitting out the pandemic in my little casita out of hill in Costa Rica. I do realize how fortunate I am. And I don't take anything for granted these days. I am grateful for every little thing that comes into my life. Where do I go from here? I don't know. Wish everyone the best. I feel better each passing day. 
but I still feel depressed, and I still have complex post-traumatic stress, and I still become anxious and confused about what to do with my marriage. My gut tells me to stand fast and don't do anything right now except take care of myself, and I tend to agree with my gut. So, here I am, talking with you about my fucked up life, hoping that somehow my rants will pay off. And you will take the next step in your recovery. If not, keep listening. Don't give up on yourself. And practice doing life one day at a time. If you are like me and are relatively new to the awareness of having complex post-traumatic stress, then hop on board out of my mind in Costa Rica and we will ride this train together. With good fortune, we will emerge out of this experience with renewed hope and optimism for the future. I can't do anything about the crazy fucking conditions out there in this crazy fucking world, but I can take good fucking care of myself, and so can you. For me, this looks like a slow boat to China. It could look completely different for you. It's your life, and it's your choice. You get to do what you need to do to make it meaningful. One of the ways I take care of my mental health is I stay away from comparisons. You know, Comparing my life with the life of someone else, someone who is obviously more entitled to empathy than me. Try not to do that. Don't fall into the trap of madness by thinking your experiences are not sufficiently horrifying for compassion and empathy. Your mind is playing tricks on you and you must resist. Compassion is the way out of the hole. Capture those scary thoughts and beliefs. Love them back to hell. Practice loving kindness with yourself and with others you come into contact with. Your brain will change. Your brain will grow and it will become more vibrant. Brains can't help but grow when you shift how you look at yourself and how you talk to yourself. Face it, your brain is going to have shitty ass thoughts. Don't let that be the issue. The challenge is and always has been to ignore shitty ass thoughts as if they were indiscernible white noise. Focus instead on thoughts that are understanding, kind, and nurturing. Humans, I believe, are naturally caring and loving creatures. But like any creature, humans are dangerous when they are trapped and wounded. You, my dear listeners, have been trapped and wounded for far too long. And you know as well as I do, when a wounded animal is cornered, It snarls and bares its teeth. The world is the world, and the world will continue being the world whether you like it or not. The world just is. It always will be. Children know what to do with a world like this. They play with it. Of course they do. Children make sense of the world through play. In this way, children are wise. They tell us to play with life. If you feel as if you have no play left in you, then you are probably depressed and anxious. Not playing will make you sick, and people with complex post-traumatic stress have problems with play. In my case, I take things too seriously, in part due to the abuse I experienced. But I need play. As a kid, play had an incredibly positive influence on me. In fact, I was the hero child of my family. I was raised to play. 
and play I did. Work became the problem for me later after I grew up. Now I say, don't act out your problems. Play out your problems. Dance. Make art. Do crafts. Go fishing. Sing. Make a garden. Read a book. Look in the mirror and tell yourself how much you love you. Take a nap. This also means look at your attitude about complex post-traumatic stress. That's right. Look at it. Are you negative and pessimistic or are you curious and optimistic? Or are you simply numb from having lived with CPTSD for so long? To play is to heal. I think this is a fantastic topic for another episode. What do you think? So anyway, here I sit, alone with my cat, in a little casita on a hill in Costa Rica, thinking about the pandemic and the havoc it's reaped upon the world. And after a year of worldwide quarantine, it is amazing how COVID has become more disruptive than it ever has been. If this were a novel, it would be a real page-turner. If this were a movie, it would be a terribly long one. What would the children do? Somehow, they would make a game out of it. We might as well make a game out of life also. What do we have to lose? I laugh out of fear of crying. I know humanity is humanity, but I feel quite optimistic about our ability to bounce back. Humans are the kings of comebacks. We are something different, that's for sure. I don't think we're on the path to Armageddon. Not just yet. What most people don't realize is humanity is peaking, and life on Earth, as a homo sapien, has been steadily improving over the past millennium. Humans have never had it so good. There is still a long way to go before we can boast a totally utopian civilization. We're not there yet. Then again, maybe it's not possible. Humans being humans and all, but then again, maybe it is. What would you say to a totally positive utopian lifestyle for all human civilization? Is it possible? Is it possible we could be free to express ourselves in a way that inspires and motivates, calms and soothes, or challenges and supports? Can humanity do what needs to be done at that very moment it needs to be done? John Lennon once sang, You may call me a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I don't deny this one iota. I am a dreamer. And I am comfortably dreaming my way through this pandemic and dreaming my way into loving, caring, and nurturing relationships and dreaming my way into a world where compassion is the norm. I'm happy to dream these dreams. My dreams protect me from the nightmares I see all day, every day. Nightmares about the loss of human life at the hands of those entrusted to serve and protect. These dreams protect me from the pain and the grief of so many people still going to bed hungry without potable water and sanitation. These dreams protect me from the hardships that all of us face day after day when you live with complex post-traumatic stress. This is why I do this podcast. This is why I am here. Well, 
You've done it again. You've wasted another 20 to 30 minutes listening to Out of My Mind in Costa Rica. Thanks to each and every one of you for your support, your curiosity, and your obvious good judgment for listening to this podcast. Please help me reach as many people as possible by sharing Out of My Mind in Costa Rica with your friends and asking your friends to share it with their friends. Help me reach the people who will benefit from Out of My Mind in Costa Rica living with complex post-traumatic stress. If you have any questions or you want to give me a tip, email me at ray at rayerickson.com. I will get back to you right away. Oh, and please don't forget to rate, review, or comment if you listen on a platform that allow you to do that. Meanwhile, until the next time, be courageous, be strong, and be kind. I'll catch you later. Bye.